the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer and the privilege of preaching your word. Help us now to be in a spiritual posture of receiving. I pray, Lord, that we worship you in the receiving of the word of God, allowing it to do what you wanted to do for this particular time in our lives. I pray that the word of God work richly, resonate, motivate, stir up, revive, and save. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. The last message in this financial stewardship series It's entitled, The Value of Financial Contentment. The Value of Financial Contentment. And our theme verse that we've been coming from, along with other related scriptures, is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, which says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. Now godliness with contentment is great gain gain. We live in a world where it is quite difficult to be content because of so many commercials make us discontent. There's so many advertisements, advertisements that make us discontent, special promotions that make us discontent. All the discount sales as the increase of delivery services are designed to create an insatiable thirst and desire for us to have more. They make things so convenient, you just order online and they ship it to the door. The world does not want you to be satisfied because if you are, they cannot make money. So their goal is to create discontentment within you so that they can get some of your money. Therefore, their goal is to inundate you with so many new things, with more features, with more upgrades, that make life so much easier for you, as well as alluring you uh, to purchase an item you may not even need anyhow. If they can get you to be discontented, if the world can get you to be discontented, they have you right where they want you to be, and you'll find yourself making that purchase even though you said you would not buy it. 
salesperson's position themselves in the right location in the airport, in the right location in the mall, in the right location in the checkout line, at the grocery store, the gas station, special events, the internet, and even on your cell phone and text. You can't miss harassment from people to get some of your money. Beloved, if you do not have a contented spirit, you're going to find yourself entangled with debt. Where is the contentment in your life? If you're discontented, you will not be a godly steward of the resources that our Lord has entrusted to you. We said the definition a couple of times, but we want to say it because this is the last time we wanted to be etched in your minds. We always have new people that are here that weren't here the last few Sundays. And um, uh, repetition is the mother of all learning. So don't say you got it. You only have it when you're executing it, okay? So what is contentment in Christ? Contentment in Christ is to be satisfied in him. Contentment in Christ is to be satisfied in him. It is to possess sufficiency in Christ, which is not to depend on anything or anyone but Christ, Contentment in Christ is to be satisfied in him. It is to possess sufficiency in him, which is not to depend on anything or anyone but Christ. True contentment is to have total dependence and reliance upon Christ. True contentment is to have total dependence and reliance upon Christ. Contentment is to experience freedom in Christ. If you're not content, your freedom is gone out the window. You're miserable. And the only way you can be free is that Jesus has to set you free. Contentment, it is to have peace and quietness of mind. Peace and quietness of mind. Peace and quietness of soul. Peace and quietness of spirit. Regardless of your circumstances, you have peace because of your contentment in Christ. And you just know without a doubt that Jesus is enough for you. Once you come to the conclusion that Jesus is enough for you, therein lies contentment. With that being said, how do believers acquire contentment in a discontented world? How do believers acquire contentment in a discontented world? Well, number one, Seeking the kingdom of God first brings contentment. Seeking the kingdom of God first brings contentment. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You seek God first, and he'll take care of the things. You seek living righteously before God, he'll take care of your needs, and you'll not lack one good thing. You cannot live a contented life while living in pursuit of entertainment. You cannot live a contented life living in pursuit of material possession, living in pursuit of money, power, popularity, prestige, position, status, and adding Jesus as a footnote to your life. Instead of seeking Christ and his kingdom first and foremost, uh, you seek your self-interest which creates a heightened sense of discontentment. Only when you allow Christ to rule and reign in your life will you have contentment in Christ. Only when you allow Christ to rule in your life, to reign in your life, will you have contentment in Christ as well as 
financial contentment and inner peace. John 14, chapter 14, verse 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world give do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Uh, so seeking the kingdom of God first bring contentment. Secondly, how do believers acquire contentment in a discontented world? Number two, believers gain contentment in a materialistic world when they realize that the material things in this world are passing away and cannot truly satisfy. Believers gain contentment in the materialistic world when they realize that material things in this world are what? Passing away and cannot truly satisfy. The things that you seek after, they're going to eventually wear out, break, most time break before the warranty is off. Uh, it's going to be stolen, or defected. Things happen because everything is passing away. First John chapter 2, verse 17 says, And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Our ultimate goal is not to accumulate all the possessions we can get our hands on because everything we have in our possession is temporal and passing away. This is why we should lay our treasures up in heaven and not on earth. Lay your treasures in heaven. When you give to God, you're laying up your treasures up in heaven. When you give to the needy, you're laying your treasures up into heaven. When you give to the, the Christmas Jesus uh, birthday a fundraiser, uh, you're giving, uh, you're laying up treasures in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 20 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys. No rust in heaven, no moth in heaven, no thieves in heavens, heaven. We don't have to worry about anybody breaking into heaven and stealing something you have. All gone. No jails in heaven. No warrants for your arrest in heaven. Isn't that just wonderful? No insurance in heaven. That's right. No cheating in heaven. No taxes in heaven. It ought to kind of make you want to go right now. <laughs> Number three, listening to God will produce financial contentment. If you only learn to listen to God and not your impulses, not your emotions, not what you feel. Never allow your life to be guided by your feelings. So many Christians end up in financial calamity because they do not govern their lives by the word of God. Luke eleven twenty eight says, he replied, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Now, some folks hear the word of God and they get, and then they gather their things, they walk out and, and don't even put, put into action or execute or imp implement three principles from this message. If I give you 10 principles, if you do three of them, you've done yourself wonderfully well spiritually. It is important that you listen to God which will produce financial contentment. Luke eleven twenty eight says, he replied, blessed 
rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. John 10, 27 also says, my sheep hear my voice. Well, you sheep are goat. If you're a sheep, then you're going to hear the voice of God. And he knows you, you know him. And how do you know you know him? How do you know you know Jesus? Because you obey him. Because you obey him. You do what he says. So many believers are disturbed. So many believers are agitated, restless, because they are listening to too many competing voices in this world system, such as the television, talk shows, uh, friends, relatives, social media, influential people, and even themselves. You know, it was kind of last night, I just kind of looked at the little news a little bit, and then I could go to TV on just to see a little bit. Uh, and then after I studied, and then one of these judge shows came on. You know, these judges, I just, I was kind of fascinated. I said, this is what folk look at all the time? And, and, and it was just amazing. I said, how do they just waste time looking at this stuff? I, I could look at only one of those segments and just said, that is enough. And people look at all, they got, you know how many judge shows? I know they used to have Judge Judy, but now she got a lot of competition. You know why she has so much competition? Because so many of y'all looking at them. Yeah. I mean, look at television, social media. Uh, all these things create discontentment. Influential people, and even you. Sometimes you can't listen to God because you enjoy hearing yourself talk. You enjoy talking. Matter of fact, you talk to yourself. Now, it's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Have you ever talked to yourself? Now, don't mean you crazy because you talk to yourself. Some, some, some of us need to talk and say, why don't you, hey, Randall, why don't you just be quiet? You know, sometimes you need to verbalize that. Why don't you just be still? You've been too busy. Be still. Sometimes you need to talk to yourself. But now, if you're just habitually off the, off the rails, just, you're just talking and, talk, and you're going on, and sometimes somebody need to go take your temperature. <laughs> some people can't listen to God because they talk too much. So much that even God himself can't get a word into you. Beloved, we need to just learn how to be quiet so we can hear the voice of God through the word of God, which brings inner peace. The word of God brings inner contentment. The word of God helps us to make wise financial decisions. Listen, you start making those decisions when you're very young. Don't say, well, when I get 60, that's too late. You save yourself a whole lot of trouble when you can learn to make great financial decisions at 10 and 12 and 18 and 25. This world wants to distract you, and it wants to distract you in the midst of your decision-making. Number four, when you possess financial contentment, it gives you freedom to serve the Lord. When you possess financial contentment, it gives you freedom to serve the Lord. Those who are free, spiritually free, give better service to the Lord. First Peter 4.10 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards. We're all stewards. The issue is, what kind of steward are you? Are you an untrustworthy steward or are you a trustworthy steward? How are you handling the things that belong to God? Uh, because we're going to give an account of all that he has entrusted to us. First uh, Peter 4.10 says, as each has received a gift, you have at least one gift, some two, some person, some saints have two and three and four. Now, no saint have all the gifts because he don't expect you to do it all. We're, we're not to be 
uh, people dependent. We are, we are to be process dependent and we are to be interdependent. God don't want to use you as a one man show, a one woman show. And if you don't do it, it's just not going to work. That's a church that's set up for failure. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards, good trustworthy stewards of God's various grace. Beloved, when you are financially free, you are not stressed. When you are financially free, you're not burdened, which enables you to use your spiritual gifts to serve believers as well as those who cross your path in life. Also, people who are spiritually free do not become worried. When you're free, you're not restless and discontented. You're not angry. You don't allow yourself to become a disruptive influence, a disruptive influence in the church, in your family. Some folk, when they come, uh, any, go on their jobs, in the family reunion or wherever they are, people see them as bad news coming because they have the gift of negativity. And they always got issues. And they can never build up anybody, but they know how to tear down and tear up. Number five, trusting the sufficiency of Christ brings financial contentment. Trusting the sufficiency of Christ brings financial contentment. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11b says, For I have learned, you have to learn contentment, for I have learned whatever situation I am to be content. Beloved believers must ask the Lord to give them a spirit of contentment. As a matter of fact, when has that been your prayer? Lord, this Christmas season, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all these other days I can't call, I pray that you give me such peace, such contentment, that I'm only led to buy what you lead me to buy and not another thing. Not another thing. Only what pleases you. Only by your Holy Spirit's prompting. Look how quiet it is. Are y'all out there? <laughs> See, y'all already got your list and uh, you got everything going. You, you can't gift everybody. Beloved, I got to say this again. Believers must ask the Lord to give them a spirit of contentment, which results in them financially, giving financially more generously. When you have financial contentment, you give more generously. You give more enthusiastically to the Lord. You say, praise God. What a privilege for me to, to give to this effort. I'm thankful. God's been good to me. I remember when I didn't have it. I remember when I was broke. I remember when I was just living from paycheck to paycheck. But God has raised me up. God has added to me. God has done over and above. I mean, God has given some of you great job without degrees. That's right. I mean, God, God has given you breakthrough. Sometimes uh, you'll let go and God give you something better. You've been let go and you thought it was the end of the world and then, then you get something better, but you just thought you had, you thought you had it rocking and rolling the way you were until some trials and tribulations came in. And sometimes Satan, Satan thinks he's doing you in and sometimes he, uh, God permits him to move because God wants to bless you. To bless you. Satan's aim is to create doubt and distrust in the heart of believers, which will cause them to serve less. When you have doubt and distrust, you're going to be sporadic in your church attendance. 
You know when it's time for you to move. You know when it's time for you just to not be anywhere anymore. Now listen, I got to say this with all due respect, is when you start grumbling, everything's an issue. You point out that person that can't sing. The parking lot's not right. The nurse can't do a good good job. The piano, she missed the note. He missed the note. The, the, the preacher said something that rattled me because that, that's not what I think. You didn't say what the word says. It's what I think. And all of a sudden, you, you leave here and worship. And Satan loves that. He doesn't care about you coming to church as long as you leave worse than you came. As long as you leave miserable, as long as you leave disturbed, as long as you leave agitated, as long as you leave fault-finding and negative, as long as you leave in a hot mess, he said, keep coming, just stay messed up. And some of y'all play right into his hand, and the whole of your experience here was totally futile. Futile. Are y'all still out there? Okay, I just want to make sure. Some folk have vain and futile worship. Just going through emotion. Number six, believers gain financial contentment. Believers gain financial contentment when they refuse to compare themselves with others. You cannot have financial contentment until you stop comparing yourself with others. That is deadly disastrous and dangerous. Let me give you a good scripture on that. I like it in the New Living Translation. Let me just take my time and read this slowly. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12 says, Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these men are who tell you how important they are. But they are only comparing themselves with each other using themselves as the standard of measurement. Look here, how ignorant. That, that, you can't, don't tell me you don't understand the Bible. You understood that. You are ignorant when you compare yourself with others. You are unspiritual when you compare yourself. Oh, you got a better, he got a better coat than me, a better tie than me. His shoes look better. Why? What the, why don't you? You got shoes on. Some folk don't have a foot to put a shoe on. What do you think? Thank God you got a shoe. How sad it is when we diminish ourselves and our potential for Christ by comparing ourselves to others, which is an insult to Christ. When you compare yourself to others, you are insulting Christ. We cannot glorify Christ while comparing ourselves to other people at the same time and comparing our possessions as well. Somebody get a house, you want to get a house. Somebody get a car, you want to get a nicer car. Somebody get nice cologne, you want. I'm so glad I don't know the names of this stuff. But you want more of that. Furthermore, you cannot maximize the spiritual gifts that our Lord has imparted to you when you have a spirit of comparison. How can you maximize the gifts that God has deposited into you if you possess a spirit of comparison? Now let's transition. Why must believers not compare themselves to others? 
you need to write a report of this down so you can have some peace. Why must believers not compare themselves to others? Well, first, comparison will cause you to fail to focus on the reality that you are uniquely you, created in the image of God. Nobody on earth is exactly like you. I don't care if you're twins. You're different. Beloved, you are an original. Say, I am an original. You know, you ever have somebody go, you know, I saw somebody in the airport and they look just like you. They wore their hair like you. They just like, but they, they want you. Beloved, you are an original and there is no one on earth exactly like you. No two snowflakes are alike. No two leaves are alike. No two people are exactly alike. You are uniquely you. So why are you comparing yourself ignorantly? Next, next, comparison causes a spirit of discontentment. I don't compare myself with other preachers because I know I'm not the best preacher in town. I'm not the best preacher in Texas. I'm not the best preacher in this world. The pre- people who can <laughs> preach rings around me. I remember, thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me of this. Old man Claude Black, y'all remember him from, how many of y'all remember him? He was just a legendary preacher, one of my mentors years, years ago. Many of you who've come along later, you don't know him, but I went to his house, and one of the last days before he went home to be with the Lord, uh, he said, Draper. I said, yeah. He said, come back here. He was on his bed, and he would be dying soon. He said, come back here. And I came back by his bedside. He He said, I want to tell you something. I said, what you want, Pastor? He said, now, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but, I, I just, I'm, but I'm glad to tell you anyway. I said, well, go say, you can hurt my feelings. That's okay. He said, I know a whole, I, I've been all over this country. I've preached all over this country. And I've heard great pulpit tears. And I know a whole lot of preachers that can out-preach you. I said, I agree with that. And I know where he was going. And then at the end, he said, but I don't know one of all the pastors I know that can outpastor you. And that's what he said. Now you can leave. And that was so strange that he was there. And you know what? He died later thereafter. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.